Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's Four Ends the Fiance. And we are back. With a credits. With a credit. Um I don't think I said this in our last credits, but credits are, are like mini episodes where we basically talk about whatever we want. Um we don't cover a documentary per se or like in the way that we normally do in the episodes, but we just talk about whatever we want. And today mm. what we want to talk about is uh, the Hart family murders. So this case is intense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Hart family murders, but it's actually in fact a murder-suicide. Yep. And I guarantee you've heard about this. Actually, you might not have heard about it, but you would have heard about the meme that links to this case oh so yeah the little yeah, boy yeah yeah the little boy um, that's so crazy that's so crazy even back then when i saw that meme i was like mm, okay yeah like, I, I mean but it's just crazy that like there is that that yeah. that picture lives forever kind of thing yeah yeah it's sad you'll we'll post it um, we'll post it on like it should be on there now if you look at it would it be on there before they you can put it on there and then by the time they as the hmm? I don't know if I'm going to post that the first day. So it'll be on okay, there. Well, it'll be on there. It might be on there now. Have a look. While you're there, like give us a follow. It'll be on Two there. Two Girls, yeah. One Doc, Insta. Yeah. So this this murder-suicide took place on March 26, 2018. Um, and it happened in California. So some context about the family. It's Jennifer Hart and her wife, Sarah Hart. And they had six adopted children. So the children are Abigail, um, Hannah Jean, Marquise um and he they they were adopted by the hearts from in uh, texas um and then they adopted three additional children sierra Devonte jordan and jeremiah hart um and these three children who were adopted later on so Devonte, jeremiah and sierra they are biological siblings so they have the same mother and i'm not sure about father but i know they have the same mother mm-hmm. so their mother um sherry lost custody due to substance issues and i think this is really relevant to talk about because i remember when i was like researching and even before we decided to talk about this for credits um i remember reading this and it was extremely heartbreaking so sherry lost custody because she had substance abuse issues right Mm -hmm. um so the children were given to their paternal aunt so i'm guessing sherry's sister yeah so priscilla was raising these kids as her own and she had plans on like adopting them but one of the conditions was they were not meant to have contact with sherry with their mum yeah yeah so basically the caseworker finds out that um priscilla had been allowing sherry to come and see the kids and sometimes babysit them these kids are then removed from care and put so removed from uh, Priscilla's care and then put into care. It's so sad and as that's... well because the one time where like the caseworker saw it happen because the article I read was like she she saw it yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Priscilla had to go to work like she had to pick up a shift or something and she, there was no one to babysit them except their mum and so she was mm-hmm. like oh fuck it like let me just let her babysit them and the caseworker saw it and then that's what that was like the final straw that is what led to them in this situation and it's just you know when people talk about like society and social change is what needs to be done in order for all these other things to not happen yeah it literally is that like that is the answer yeah so these kids were put in care and then they were um later adopted by sarah and uh jessica jennifer 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 
Yeah. Um, and they actually had an older brother, Dante, but he was not adopted by the Hearts because he had some behavioral issues. So they had these six kids. Now, now, if you haven't heard of the case and you haven't Mate. seen any pictures or whatever, let's get into this. Let's so, get into it. Sarah and Jen- Jessica. I don't know why I keep saying Jennifer. Sarah and sorry, I don't know why I said Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah and Jennifer are two white women. Okay. They then adopt six black children. So three of the children are biracial. I think mm-hmm. they appear to be biracial, but I'm not sure because mm-hmm. sometimes Americans can be black but just look biracial. Yeah. Um. So six of the three of the children appear biracial, light skin, whatever. And then the other three who are... Um, the siblings. Sorry, yeah, the, the three who are siblings are black. Like, they, they appear to be full black. And these are two white women. Now, I'm all for, like, if a child needs a home, um, let them kind of go where they're going to be loved and cared for. Like, we mm-hmm. have these conversations at home about, like, um, gay families adopting and how important it is that a fam uh, that it's not about having a mother and a father it's about yeah, a child it's being about a loving home who, who they're yeah. going to take who's going to take care of them all of that kind of stuff and I feel the same way about adoption I do think that it's important that like if a kid is black or Asian that whoever is adopting them if they're not part of that culture exposes mm. them to their culture i don't think it's right for you to adopt an asian baby as a white family or a black baby as a white family and you don't you don't allow for there to be integration into black culture mm-hmm. um you don't encourage stuff like that it's not right so i remember this scene from um this is us with like randall and there's when they're children they go to like this like pool or the parents take them to the pool and he kind of gravitates towards this like black family and stuff and the mum at first kind of feels away but then it's like she le- she learns where he can go to get his hair cut and stuff like that so there's, there needs to be that influence it's not so much like oh you're black like these are the things that black people do like i think it's important to for them to be integrated into you know black culture and things that black people do and like have black role models as well and that doesn't yeah. devalue your position as their adoptive parent um, or just their yeah. parent to be honest but it, it's important do you know what I mean like because mm. Randall I mean I know he's a character and everything but I feel like a lot of Randall's fucked upness and like just weirdness is to do with with that yeah and I think yeah, Beth I him marrying Beth was the best thing that ever happened to him because yeah. that really brought him into like a safe space and he, yeah exactly exactly yeah, I agree. And because, like, even didn't they used to call them, like, the triplets? Yeah. And I think even that was problematic because... This, that's the whole I don't see colour thing. Like, it's very, like, you please see colour and act accordingly, right? No one is yeah. saying that you shouldn't see colour. It's just, it annoys me so much when people say that because I am black. Are you telling me you don't see that? We, we mentioned you don't this, see we that, about you this don't in our other episode, Little White Lie. Like, face, yeah. that was a really good episode, so you should listen to that. But, yeah, honestly, like, that is, is so important. Like, you're meant to see colour. Like, of course I'm different. Of course, Randall's different. Like, it's so obvious. And you're trying to make it like it's not, like the elephant in the room. Yeah. If you don't see my colour, you don't see the issues I face, you don't know my exactly. challenges, you don't acknowledge them. So it's exactly. actually And if you don't see your colour, you don't see your privilege. You don't see, you know exactly. what I mean? So it's like, mate, like, it's everybody should see colour and move accordingly. Yeah. So like I said, I'm all for adoption. Um, and I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the Jolie Pitt family, but I think Angelina Jolie's done a good job of raising... Um, kids are not the same race as her so i know that like her daughter who's black she's um uh, taking her to h h historically black you know hbus hbs i don't know how they support the acronym is historically yeah, black i think it's yeah, 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 yeah hbcus yeah um 
like Howard and things like that, which is really, really important. Like those things, especially in America, they matter. Like mm. going to like Yale or Princeton is all great and stuff like that. But like, bro, like what effect does that have on the child? So mm-hmm. I think that was, that's something she does. And I know she takes back, uh, I think her two, two of her kids are from, is it Thailand or something? I can't remember. But she takes them to like Thailand and things like that. So I think she... I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know what like day to day living is like for them. Um, I don't got that kind of money, but um, I think she does a good job. So, but then again, I think it's also crazy that these people like actively sort out black kids and six, six of them. them. The That's what's weird. I hear you. Like the three of them were siblings, so okay, maybe you didn't want to separate them. You wanted them to be with their siblings, so now you have another three. But mm-hmm. it's just, cra- first of all, it's so many kids, black or not, yeah? It's so many children. And I thought it's really hard to adopt. Like, I thought, like, it's really difficult to adopt. Like, how do you justify, like, having the space and the time and the resources for six children? It's, adoption is not uh, as th- that... Adoption is not that difficult if, um one you want a black kid because they're not the most sought after yeah so, uh, yeah i mean i get being able to i guess have access to them but it, but the process in terms of like the checks and everything like do they not think okay cool you've got three three more like is that not going to be a lot like is that not i guess i guess they do some checks but also it's easier if you've already adopted so i don't know if they do like a finance they must do a financial means test but i don't know yeah I don't know how because to have six kids like biologically is like long but then maybe like you're against contraception or you just got pregnant again I've or you really... had triplets and triplets again cool but like you've chosen to have six children that i really, really want to like, i really want to sit down with people that have more than two kids starting with my own family and just say what and was the understand, reason yeah what was the reason what was the rationale because i just cannot wrap my head around the concept of having two kids like if like I didn't, if I hadn't experienced being an only child, I'd probably have one, but I know that it can be lonely. So I'm like, okay, I'll get you a playmate and, and that's it. That's all you're getting from me. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why people have, but anyways, yeah, cool. So they adopt these six black kids. Cool. So prior to adopting their children, these two had actually fostered a 15 year old girl and she was also black. And a week before the first kids that they, the first three kids they had adopted were due to arrive, the hearts dropped these, this girl off at her, um, at the location where she has like therapy and like she's having her therapy session and the therapist is basically like, yeah, like they're not coming back to get you. That do is you know how, wild. Do you that know feeling of that neglect is? is not going away. It's not without going away. serious therapy yeah and i think that's why it links into like oh they didn't adopt dante because like a lot of people want to adopt kids all together right because they want to keep them together like you mm-hmm. tend you tend to find that people don't like to separate the children like even yeah, the which i appreciate like if that were my situation i would want to be with my sister exactly so you can see that i feel like because i think i remember reading an article where it was like the girl had some um behavior issues herself like she wasn't um like she would she she had like a difficult background right mm-hmm. and i feel like that's why they, they kind of abandoned off. her because they were like yeah you don't fit into you hard. don't conform to what we want it's same with dante so we're not gonna like bring you into family and that's ridiculous because like when you have your like when you are when you adopt a child like i i believe that that's your child of course you've adopted them fine you didn't have them biologically but you're their parent you're still their parent do you know what i mean and it's like Mm -hmm. say you were to have a kid biologically and that kid Mm -hmm. was troublesome or had behavioral issues 
you don't just be like oh fuck you kid off you go off to the therapist yeah. and don't pick you up again like you don't do yeah. that you try and find help for them so if you i mean and i guess in this situation they were fostering the kid but it just kind of seems convenient that now you've been promised your own three kids from adoption you just kind of be like okay well fuck her then and then yeah. you no longer want to and then even tell her didn't even have a conversation with her didn't even set her down and say you know there's going to be a change this is what we're going to do none of that that's crazy yeah you just literally dump her the abandonment issues for someone who probably already has them because she's in the system like mm-hmm. it's wild. exactly you just you literally you've just compounded those issues you've made yeah. it worse so also like we learned that like um i was gonna say from this documentary but no um just in my research we also i also learned that um things were not all hunky-dory in the Hart family so mm-hmm. basically their neighbors um a lady called dana and her husband bruce say there were a lot of ra- red flags in that family and they raised these issues with like cps and stuff like that so one of the daughters hannah leaps from a second story window in her house and she races over to them and she's like begging to help for help um apparently there were some instances of like racial abuse um which again like what the fuck um physical abuse and they had been um food was withheld from the kids as a form of punishment yeah this was in the you know i mentioned in the last episode um that atlanta episode so in the atlanta episode it kind of centers around one little boy and like he's at school one time he's behaving his mum comes to pick him up with the granddad and the granddad like slaps him like just kind of like on the cheek like basically like oh don't be dumb kind of thing the teacher sees it she thinks she's doing good she reports it the son gets taken away the son gets taken away and is now in under the care of these two white lesbians so kind of similar story here and um one of the things is that like the food is just shit so when he gets to the house there's already a couple kids there i think there's maybe like three four of them and the food is just shit like he just looks at it and he's like i can't eat this like the chicken is like i don't even want to be stereotypical and say unseasoned it's like uncooked almost like it's not cooked very well <laughs> like it, it, it's cold like they can only have only a little bit and that's similar to the actual story like what you're saying but in that in that um Atlanta episode what happens what do you mean like oh, in the end to, yeah. well get to the story I'll, I'll do it parallel so that because if i say what happens it's going to give away what you're about to say okay okay so cool, just cool. yeah yeah okay so um so like uh when these kids kind of like the, the red flags and everything are raised hannah begs her to take them sorry begs them to take her to seattle um because they weren't being treated um right you know a lot of times the kids would be like don't make me go back so they call cps and they're like bro like something is going on in this mm-hmm. um this house. kind of house so a caseworker comes and she drops her card through the um letterbox because they're not home and then the next day she comes back again because she hasn't heard anything from them and the family's like packed out and moved so they were in washington at this time they moved to like california overnight they drove crazy yeah so i mean this is just backstory of kind of what the family was like um they were very present on social media um they would post up pictures in matching outfits they went to like a bernie sanders like rally it just seemed very like oh i'm parading my black kids look how great i am like i'm a lesbian i face depression and i'm helping these black kids and i'm just and i'm gonna vote bernie sanders and all of this yeah it's just so it just seems so performative that's the word i'm trying to think it just seems so performative like and no one is saying that you cannot you know try and do good and like adopt black kids i'm not saying that but it's just like are you doing it for for the the claps like i don't understand like are you doing it for what are you doing it, it for so. 
Um, they were always posting vid- fa- things on Facebook, smiling. Um, they travelled across the country to music festivals. Um, they took hikes. Um, yeah, like, it, on paper, they were like... I don't want to say the dream, whatever, but on paper, they came they across... They were living the life yeah, La Vida. Normal, living the life La Vida. Um... <laughs> So Devonte was captured. So he's the boy that, in case you guys are like, what the fuck am I talking about? He's the boy who he's in a picture. He's wearing a fedora, and that was a red flag. Yeah, the actually. fedora. Yeah, but I mean, the fedora explains. Look at his parents. It explains. Yeah, but that was I, not I, his I hat. Should, mm-hmm. All should have been alert at the point where we're seeing a kid in a fedora. But he was wearing a fedora and like some leather jacket, and he's like bawling. He's bawling, and then he's hugging this police officer. And this comes the day after the jury had decided not to charge um darren wilson in the shooting of michael brown in ferguson so emotions were like running high yeah black people were really upset they were sad they were protesting and then there's this picture of like this white this black boy hugging a white police officer and then it becomes like the poster of like yeah they politicized it and made it like oh see we should forgive we should all be in harmony and blah 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 and i think that should have been a red flag as well because it's like if you're really down for the cause and stuff like that you wouldn't allow a picture like that of your kid to be a political statement especially when like i mean i don't think that they they have a choice i think once the picture happens the media what can you really do about it but why i think that they liked it because i think they capitalized off it and they made it like oh yeah yeah, this is our way maybe he was running because he really wanted to escape and he was crying and he said this one woman doesn't feed me and i'm here please like help me maybe he was a cry for help maybe it was maybe it was um so okay basically now we get into what happened on the day so obviously oh, trigger warning. All, yeah trigger everything. warning every literally for everything um obviously all people are deceased so we don't have an accurate account we can only go based off of like what the police found at the scene and things like that yeah. um but they're driving and basically their car drives over a cliff and all six of the kids are in the car um as are um the wives so jess jennifer was driving mm-hmm. and from the toxicology reports she had like an elevated blood alcohol level and i think they said she'd had like six bottles of beer and they believe she had this much to prepare her like to give her the liquid courage for yeah to go through to with do it. this yeah yeah and calm her nerves i guess and and you know she had with the amount of alcohol she had in the system she would not have been able to control the car mm-hmm. um and whilst she was driving Sarah was busy searching, how easily can I overdose on over-the-counter medication? Can 500 milligrams of Benadryl kill a 125-pound woman? How long does it take to die from hypothermia whilst drowning in a car? Um, And one of her searches was for a no-kill dog search shelter. And I don't know why she was searching for that, because like, if you're in the car and the dog isn't there, like it's not like you can put him in a shelter no know? no no. because the, the, i think what happened was that they left the dogs at home and this is again like how can you value the anyway you basically you value the life of an animal more than, more than six yeah. six black children anyway that's its own thing i think it was a thing where it was like they left the dog at home and that uh, they wanted to make sure that say the dog was found that it wouldn't be put in a kill shelter that it would be safe or whatever so is that why she searched on her phone so people knew her intentions or what i don't know I'm not trying to get to the mind of this crazy person, so (laughs) let me, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So they drive off this cliff and like underneath the like cliff or whatever, it's like the edge, you know when you're driving like... Yeah, there's like barriers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they drive past it and then on the other side there's water, which is why I guess she was 
um talk, she googled um the hypothermia um thing because she wanted to know like what would happen after that so when the authorities come the scene is in disarray they think they've had a car crash mm-hmm. but obviously upon f- investigation they find out that it was a murder suicide yeah like they realized there were no brake marks and obviously if yeah. you crashed and you were trying to stop from crashing there would be like screeching or like that the brake marks to show that you were trying to stop and there was none of yeah. that yeah so jennifer sarah and three of their children marquise jeremiah and abigail were found in the car Sierra's remains were found later. So I'm guessing the impact kind of is kind of similar to like Kobe, the Kobe helicopter crash. Like mm-hmm. think that like people were projected yeah, out of projectiles, the whatever. Yeah. So Sierra's remains were found later. This is so heartbreaking, guys, and major tr- trigger warning. Hannah, who at the time of her death would have been 16, so like just a, a young baby girl, um, all that was found of her was a foot so washed up on shore um mm. still in the shoe uh and it was skeletal remains they never found the rest of her body Devonte is still yet his remains have still yet to be found um but he's been declared legally dead so yeah. somewhere this poor boy is not even laying in rest do you know part of me is like oh maybe he escaped somehow when like oh I, he's I fine because in the in the atlanta episode so there's the main guy that we follow so there are a bunch of kids as well and there's a main guy that we follow who was taken from his mum, which like reading the real story i think maybe represents Devonte. maybe not maybe i'm doing the most you know Mm. um but so they stop before they're about to do the crash thing and then he i think it's not clear slash i don't really remember but um he able he's able to get out of the car but i think that he also tries to help the other kids get out as well so that when they crash it's like when they're driving the, the he he opens the door and kind of like rolls out mm-hmm. um and then there's like a little mini scene of, of the other kids in like a blanket somewhere so i think he tries i think i don't remember guys watch this episode um but yeah he get basically he escaped he gets out so they drive the car and die and he is able to like come out of the car and like roll out mm. the car and like and it's just knowing that Devonte wasn't found it just makes me think oh my gosh like maybe he's okay but then also he's not okay because if he were okay he then would we better. would know about it yeah then we would know about even it, if but... he survived the crash he he would have died from his wounds by now because he wouldn't have had any medical he would have treatment. been yeah so unless he's got he got help but like because he didn't remember who he was but like his pictures everywhere i know like yeah no he's gone um so yeah like the the, the family unfortunately um passes away um do you know what so i put this down because one friend of the family says about sarah and jennifer mm-hmm. were they perfect no do we all know their whole story no none of us do and we never will and i believe that person said that because it was a bunch of black kids that died like what the fuck do you mean were they perfect no we'll never know the story i don't give a fuck nobody asked them yeah. to be perfect the barest yeah. minimum is don't kill your children yeah like what the fuck are you talking about were they perfect because if this was a bunch of white kids that were killed you wouldn't be Outrage. having all these debates you'd be calling them monsters you'd be like how can you do this you're still showing sympathy and i believe that sympathy comes from a place of oh well it's just black lives that were lost like does it really matter like what yeah. do you mean nobody who came and said oh they have to be perfect nobody this is, is what perfect. i'm saying it's like you don't have to be perfect you have to just not be a murderer like i don't understand you have to just it's not be an abuser minimum. 
Like that's it. Like, that's all we're asking. And the thing is that like you sort out these children. The process of adoption, and I have not been through it before, but everything I hear, even fostering, is so extensive. Yeah. yeah. They literally nitpick your whole life to see can you have this kid. They don't just say, oh, here, two for one, three for three for one. Here, take, 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 take. No, you literally you actively went out. You didn't just get pregnant yeah. and thought, fuck it, let me have a kid. You actively, like, arguably, like. And you might say, you might be able to say that like adoptive children are literally, they are literally chosen. Like I literally, mm. I wanted you. I went through all of this to have you. Like mm. I didn't just, oh, I got pregnant. I'll fuck it now I have a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like these people went out of their way to have you in their lives. And what did they yeah. do with that? And then what did they do with that? Like it's just literally. so ridiculous. Just so literally, rude. they were so they were all so 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 young when they died. Like Sierra was twelve, Abigail was fourteen, Jeremiah was also fourteen, Devante was fifteen, and Hannah was sixteen, and Marquise was nineteen. Like they were all so young. Yeah. They were all so young. Like, and it's like if you decided you don't want to be here anymore and you wanted to die, then okay, you and your go wife, your if own. you like, yeah, if you like, go drive off the cliff. Fine. Do you know what I mean? R.I.P. in that. Yeah. Why would you have to take? Do, do that if you didn't want them the same way you dropped off uh, my girl when she was 15 at therapy you could have done the same thing like there was they didn't have to die like they didn't this, have to die that literally that yeah it just sucks and i'm sure but the dogs oh the dro- dogs are okay the dogs should live so you can um, uh, you can appreciate you you appreciate life then you appreciate I'm sure life when that girl got, got dropped off she was thinking to herself like she was probably sad and devastated but she dodged a massive bullet obviously and these poor like innocent kids like when I think of the last three who their their family set up, they actually because there's a picture of their mum and their aunt at mm. their funeral, and they're like heartbroken. And then you look at listen, and then you look at again what I was saying about like social whatever it is, yeah. Like if you try and get the mum help substance abuse if you do supervised visits if you do those kind of things and it's like the aim is to get you back to a place where you can be with your mum again not just penalizing her because she has a substance abuse problem like it's an illness we did an episode i don't remember which episode it was where we were talking about how like you know like it's so easy when people are on drugs to kind of demonize them and make them like oh i think it was the louis theroux one and make yeah. them like oh or the Stacey Dooley one. Anyway, make them like, oh, you know, they're, they're criminals because they are addicted to, to drugs and stuff. Like, yeah, just try and help them. Like, are you telling me that they're better off with these two women that killed yeah. them than with someone then who, was a doctor, it, who yeah. literally had been, like, that she had had access to her children. Okay, she wasn't supposed to, but she had access to her children by way of Priscilla and nothing had happened to them. They were fine. Yeah. They were safe. You try and take, you take them out of that situation to try and put them in a safer situation and now they're dead so what was the yeah what was it all for even before this murder suicide um other than like the abuse of like food and stuff like that we just learned that um well i learned i keep thinking we're doing a documentary (laughs) but i learned that um basically like even the way they were raising them like they would be they were hyper disciplined like like they had to ask to use the toilet they had to walk in a straight line everywhere they went like and thinking about somebody like marquise he is 19 May. like that is not healthy for somebody of that age who should be at, at college or uni or whatever yeah. like being do you know what i mean working such... doing an apprenticeship like having his own life like autonomy of his okay. life his time and everything like that literally they had to ask to use the toilet ask when to eat, ask when to do this, ask when to do that, walk, walk in a single file. Like, people who observed them said that, yeah, like, in pictures, they would be all cute, then immediately after, they were, like, robots. Yeah. Like, there was something really off about the family. It's just, it's so sad. It's so sad. <sighs> this just never had to happen, any of this, and it's just really sad that it did. Yeah. Indeed. 
But yeah, guys, really yeah, definitely case. go and um, research. There isn't a documentary per se, but I've seen a few. There like, is there is a documentary on it. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's called is um, it Thread something Thread. Threats to th- Threats to hold on. Let me find it. It's called A Thread of Deceit: The Heart Family Tragedy. It okay, came out I in twenty twenty. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, maybe it is a movie actually. Yeah, that's why. Oh, I think it is a movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is a movie. Yeah. Um, but there are loads of like YouTube like sleuth videos, and they've done a lot of their research as well. So they'll have some information there that maybe we didn't cover. Um, but it's a it's a very heartbreaking case, and um, it really is. And it's it just even more heartbreaking because like some of these kids are not laid to rest. Hannah isn't laid to rest. Devonte isn't laid to rest. Like. I know that when you die, you die, but like it's it's just that you're just out there. Nobody knows where you are. Like it's sad. So so sad. My goodness. Yeah, guys, that was that was a proper downer. But um, yeah. the Atlanta episode um, was yeah. I mean that too was a downer, but at least like the guy survived in the end. So. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but yeah, next we are doing uh, a BBC documentary called Scam Stories: The Money Drop crazy i've watched it and it's ridiculous <laughs> but it's gonna make for a good episode yeah it's ridiculous it's very ridiculous but then also See they're very what? young so fine it makes sense but yeah um i'm gonna leave the trailer after this um and then we will see you next week uh in the meantime where can they find us twitter instagram facebook tiktok two girls one doc email two girls one doc at gmail.com um i think that's it yeah yes um guys just a reminder that our episodes will come out every other week so it won't be next week it will be the week after i believe but just keep up with us on instagram twitter we'll be posting a lot on there as well so you know when an episode's coming out and also referencing all the stuff that we've basically spoken about in the episodes so all right then guys bye all right guys bye I think I must have lost at least 15 grand. I'd never heard about squares. I never heard about money muling. Like, if you ever said that to me, I'd be like, brah, what is this? He was definitely manipulating me and brainwashing me a little bit. I was so naive at the time. These fraud boys know that you're young. They know that you don't understand your finance. That's why they're coming for you.